To ensure that education is a key advantage for Alberta, a UCP government will embrace and expand Alberta's world-leading model of school choice, a model that recognizes that every child is unique, and that parents, not politicians, know what's best for their kids. Hello! Welcome to the Press Gallery interview. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Uh, I'm not Emma Grady, who uh, is normally here. Sometimes it's Keith Gerine, sometimes it's Claire Clancy, but they are all busy out covering the election campaign. And so we've been doing something different uh, with the Press Gallery interview where uh, they let me step in and take over the mic. And uh, we're interviewing the reporters who have been covering the campaign to get a sense of what's been going on. Last week, we talked about the campaign kickoff and how the economy is going to play a big role in the campaign and also some of the scandal that the United Conservative Party has been dealing with. This week, I have brought in Janet French, who covers regularly. She covers education for The Sun and The Journal. She's also following the election campaign, and we wanted to talk to her uh, kind of something that's in her wheelhouse, an election policy uh, that's been rolled out this week by the United Conservative Party uh, and how it looks to really change what has been going on with education policy under the NDP. Janet, thanks for stepping in the booth. I was told to. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, we we have that effect on people here. So... As I was saying that we're, you know, talking about education policy on Monday, Jason Kenney kind of announced pretty sweeping changes to uh, education policy should he win government on April 16th. What was he talking about? I, the announcement was fairly broad, so I was hoping to kind of give us a... It was a long one. The and lightning round of... Yeah, uh, the, oh my goodness. It's, it's quite a lot to pack into one platform, and I think that's why it's really interesting. Um, not only is it a departure from the NDP's approach to education, but it's actually a departure from the former PC government, the most recent former PC government's approach to education. Um, and so some of their platform planks, there were 14 of them, and I'm not going to list all of them, but some of the highlights are things that I think are generating the most discussion mm -hmm. are... Um, education funding. Uh, everybody is asking the question, particularly school trustees, will uh, will a UCP government fund for enrollment growth? So when the same year that students show up in school, will money flow to those schools the same years that the students enroll or do school boards have to wait until one more year till those kids are counted? Uh, we did not get the answer to that question yesterday, but we did hear from the UCP uh, that Mr. Kenny plans to maintain or increase, air quotes, funding for education. Not quite sure what that means yet. Uh, he did also promise to audit the $3.3 billion that has been spent to purportedly reduce class sizes across Alberta during the last 14 years. So, so people are clear, this is money that was earmarked to help reduce class sizes that has already been audited by the Provincial Auditor General. Correct. And the Provincial Auditor General said it's not really being used for what we're expecting it to be used for. Correct. But it is still a, a line item in the budget. So okay. still this year, uh, even though this was under question, that there still was money flowing to classes specifically this year. And uh, past Education Minister David Egan, before government dissolved, did change the rules. So now school boards must account for exactly how it's spent. And there's this kind of worksheet they have to fill out about exactly what teachers did they hire with the money and where did it go and what grades did those teachers teach. Mm -hmm. So back to UCP platform. Yeah. yeah. 
carry on? Okay. Um, he also said, and this was absolutely no shock to anybody, um, given the rhetoric that we've heard from him for the last year and a half, is that the UCP government would pause the government's curriculum review or rewrite that started under the PC government, mm-hmm. continued and was more defined under the NDP government. And now he's saying, we want to consult with a broader set of stakeholders. We want to make sure all perspectives are included in this curriculum. He also wants to toss a few new standardized tests in. And this is possibly going to be one of the most controversial parts of this platform, particularly for educators, is that not only does he want to bring back grade three provincial achievement tests, he wants to return the uh, like grade 12 or graduation diploma exams in subject areas, return those to being worth 50% of the student's final grade. It was bumped down to 30% in 2014 under pressure from the Alberta School Boards Association and the Alberta Teachers Association. Mm -hmm. He also wants to add completely new exams in math and language for grades one, two, and three. Now, currently, kids in grades one, two, and three, there are tests that they take, though, or they're not. They still do something mm, called the HLAT. My, yes, I remember so my son in grade one or two was taking the that HLAT That is an Edmonton test. Public School okay. test. So, and some other school districts, if I remember correctly, some other school districts do borrow some of the Edmonton Public School district-level mm-hmm. tests, but, you know, do the Catholic students write that test, or do mm-hmm. kids in Wetaskiwin write that test? I don't know. Yeah. No, that's fair. I just, that helps kind of, helps me understand the issue a little better. So he wants to bring in provincial testing for provincial kids testing. in lower grades with the goal of what? For the, for improving, the improving student outcomes. So he said today in another press availability that uh, he said, teachers may not want standardized tests, but parents want standardized tests. And he said, they've been proven to improve student outcomes. Now that is something I have to fact check with research. Yeah. I, yeah, I know Monday when he had, he launched, he announced his education platform, he was talking about with the lower grades, uh, the division one uh, assessments that they would be a way to also identify areas of need for kids. Yeah. Identify problems yeah, earlier. To help them, to help get them help somehow. Yeah. And that's, I guess the question is that you know, people in education might ask is, well, what kinds of problems are you trying to identify? Are you trying to identify problems with the curriculum? Are you trying to identify problems with that particular student and whether they have a learning disability? And if so, is a math test the right way to do that? Mm-hmm. Or do they need some kind of outside, you know, assessment by a psychologist? Yeah. So I, I think it's a little bit unclear. And because we have, and this is not a lot of criticism, there are a lot of reporters and we have a lot of questions and it's impossible to get through them all. But we haven't had a chance really to, to, to with him to dig into exactly what he's trying to get at there. But mm-hmm. ultimately, I think it's um, to improve Uh, early understanding. Because, I mean, there's a lot of research out there that says if your kid is not kind of reading at grade level by grade three, that sets the stage for many years of underachievement and even can be connected to things like whether you're likely to drop out of high school, mm-hmm. um, go on to you know post-secondary education. There's yep. a lot of longitudinal research about that. So he's saying that by doing some of these assessments early, we may identify problems earlier and help kids to success later. I believe so, yes. Okay. One of the most controversial things about the UCP education announcement was the idea that we'll proclaim the Education Act taking effect on September the 1st of this year. Jason Kenney wants to proclaim the Education, the education Act. Act, and which would overwrite the NDP government's school act. 
Yeah. So, okay, the School Act dates back to the 60s. It's not the NDP. That act does not belong or it wasn't created by the NDP okay. government. It's been the piece, a defining piece of legislation about Alberta's K-12 school system for decades. They keep adding and taking away and tweaking it. And so back in 20, the early 2010s, okay. I don't want to specify an exact year because I'm not 100% sure, there was a lot of debate about revamping, reforming that act to reflect more modern trends in education. And so the Education Act, actually, Thomas Lukasik, I think, had to bring it forward twice for, in order to get it passed and it did get amended. Um, so it includes things like... Uh, raising the age of public funding for students from 19 to 21. Mm -hmm. So now 21-year-olds will be able to go to school for free if Jason Kenney is elected premier and foster on this promise. Yeah. To high school. Yeah. yeah. Not to college or university. That like was to a, high school. an idea yeah. under the, the PCs to help increase Alberta's graduation, graduation rate. rate. Yeah. It also included things like increased powers for school boards. It also raises the dropout age to 17 from 16. But the reason that he wants to proclaim the Education Act is a little bit inside baseball, a little bit of careful legal trickery. Mm -hmm. I don't know if trickery is, the right, is, is, is too loaded a word, but um, maneuver, let's say. Fair enough. So, so he does not want to repeal Bill 24. And Bill 24, of course, was the NDP Act from 2017 that expanded upon the protections for LGBTQ students and staff in Alberta schools. It required more of private schools than the initial bill tended, and it uh, took steps to further uh, entrench the privacy of any students who might be attending gay-straight alliance meetings in schools. So uh, as anyone who follows this would know, the UCP voted against Bill 24 in the legislature in 2017. Mm -hmm. When Bill 10 was passed, the PC government had always intended to embrace the Education Act, to proclaim it, but they hadn't gotten to, around to it before they, were, they left office. Yeah. And so Bill 10 amended both the School Act and the Education Act. Bill 24, under the NDP, who never intended to, to proclaim the Education Act, only amended the School, School Act. Act. Are okay. you with me? Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> okay. A little legislation uh, ping pong there. So the Education Act would take Alberta back to 2015 when Bill 10 was passed. So mm -hmm. there still is in the Education Act um, a promise that uh, if a student requests a, a gay-straight alliance in school, the principal has to grant one and allow the student to give it a respectful name. Um, the Act would require... Uh, public schools to have policies and codes of conduct outlining uh, what a respectful school place is, mm -hmm. particularly aimed at, you know, uh, making LGBTQ people feel welcome. But that only applies to public schools and not private schools. When you say public schools, do you also mean publicly, publicly funded, funded Catholic schools? Catholic schools and public schools. Okay. Yeah, and Francophone schools. So now we get to the controversy. So Bill 10 allows for the creation of GSAs and also insists on publicly funded schools to have codes of conduct that are welcoming to all people and kind of set out how they don't approve of bullying and, and things of that nature. And it also requires schools to point to the Alberta Human Rights Act and say, hey, you have rights under the Alberta Human Rights Act. But where people feel that this is lacking now is that by overriding Bill 24, um, the privacy of students is not being protected. This is the Jason Kenney wants to out gay kids. 
yeah. perspective? And it's not that simple because one of the reasons – so what David Egan said when he first introduced Bill 24 was that technically, according to privacy law – so that would be the Freedom of Information and Protection of Privacy Act for public schools and the and uh, PIPA, which is the – I forget what it stands for. <laughs> protection for, of personal information. Okay. All right. For, for private schools anyway, that that law should or could have prevented school employees from telling parents if a, if a student joined a gay-straight alliance regardless – what he wanted to do with Bill 24 was just really make that super, super clear, like spell out, hey, school staff, it's not on you. Like, here's a, here's the line. I'm drawing it clearly for you. Don't cross the line. Don't you can. Here's the line. The line is you can tell parents that a GSA exists at the school, but that is all you can tell them about the GSA. So one of the things that people are raising concern about now is that this sets the stage for schools to have the ability, specifically private schools have the ability to out kids to their parents, that they're in a GSA and they're potentially gay or lesbian or bisexual. That's that's a concern here. Technically, no. So according to privacy laws that govern public and private schools, even before Bill 24, if schools were properly following privacy law, they would not have told personal information to a student's family. What Bill 24 did was made it really, really clear and draw a line in the sand and just say, look, the only thing staff can tell students' families or guardians is that a GSA exists at this school. The concern that um, other people have is the difference in expectations between public and private schools when it comes to policies. So there's a lot of evidence uh, by researchers who look into this kind of thing that that policies that create welcoming environments for LGBTQ students are really helpful for them mm-hmm. and give uh, schools a lot of guidance about what they can do to make them feel included, um, you know, and when they're kind of bumbling around trying to, you know, oh, yeah, I want to help you, but how can I help you? And so that that would not apply to private schools if we went back to Bill 10. I guess it just creates two sets of standards, right? That there's that some people might argue that children who attend a public Catholic or Francophone school would be entitled to a different level of protection than a child who attended a private school. Yeah. And so we have a great deal of rhetoric right now that Jason Kenney does not care about LGBTQ kids and he wants to see kids outed to their parents. What has he said in response to that? What he said today was in the vast majority of cases that no, kids would not be outed to their parents. The exception he pointed to, and he said this twice um, from a a warehouse this morning in Edmonton, was that in the cases of very young kids who are experiencing some kind of mental health issues or disturbances, then yes, maybe the school uh, might choose to get the family involved if they were concerned. Um, The issue from the Alberta Teachers Association's perspective, and they brought this up back when Bill 24 was being debated, and they said it again today in a press conference, is that teachers don't want the responsibility of having to make the judgment call. They want that clear line in the sand Mm -hmm. to explain, uh, to say, no, that's a limit I can't cross. Because now they that's left on their shoulders to decide when to skirt privacy law. And I mean, these are like legal decisions. Yeah. So it's kind of Jason Kenney says he supports GSAs. He says he doesn't want to see kids. Oh, sorry, of- I didn't get into that. Yeah. yeah. So, so no. I mean, the 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 information that he says is that he he does want safe, inclusive, protecting schools, and that is that is in fact one of his platform planks that he wants safe, inclusive schools for all. 
overall, how big an issue is this in terms of education in this campaign, the the GSA issue compared to other education issues? I, I don't know if I could speculate or provide any kind of society-wide analysis on that. All I know is that ever since I started tweeting about this yesterday and I realized Twitter is not the real world, but it is a it is a Venn diagram, you know, component of of the, <laughs> the world, an interesting corner of it. Um, that my mentions are melting and that, you know, last night we saw on Twitter um, protect LGBT kids or LGBTQ kids AB or some hashtag got got conjured to sort of propagate dialogue about what this means for LGBTQ kids. And, you know, some teachers actually posted pictures of signs that went up in their schools near the end of yesterday where people had like colored rainbows on saying like, we love gay kids, teachers and educators and principals were tweeting things like, you know, LGBTQ kids just know no matter what the provincial, who the provincial government is, what they do, you're safe with me. Like I will protect you. I will be your safe person. So it seems like there's, um, it almost (laughs) doesn't matter what the details are. If there's a signal that there is some um, regression or backwards movement on the protections for LGBTQ kids, that signal is clearly already reaching school communities and then they are having a reaction to it. Are there any people in your Twitter mentions that are standing up for Jason Kenney who are saying that? Yeah, a handful. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. It's over. Um, Well, I mean, again, it's it's not a scientific poll, but yeah, I've, I'd heard lots of, a lot of concerned feedback like people talk about these really emotional words right there's fear i've seen people who have been writing like a blog post telling their personal story as mm-hmm. a result of this um platform plank and um you know people talking about their their concerns about how this will affect the the culture and the feeling of welcome and inclusion for lgbtq people And just real quick before we wrap up here, I want to touch on one other issue that has come up during the election. We talked about it briefly earlier, uh, funding enrollment growth. Funding. Um, Alberta is a young province and it is a growing province. And that would mean more young families and more kids entering school um, and School boards in Calgary and Edmonton, and I'm not sure if any other yeah, parts Wetaskawin, of the province. Yeah, Wetaskiwin, St. Albert, uh, Wild Rose, that's like Drayton Valley and uh, Rocky Mountain House. Yeah. So we had some trustees gather yesterday, um, you know, Masters of Symbolism. They gathered outside hockey arenas in Edmonton and Calgary. And the, uh, Sorry, the symbolism is lost on me. Yes. Well, <laughs> how many people fit in an arena, Dave? Wow, 15,000 people. Yes, 15,000 people. So they're saying, hey, every year we're adding on average an arena full of kids to our school system. If you do not provide funding for these kids in our school system, yes, they are distributed across Alberta among 61 school boards and various private schools and homeschooling and whatever options there are. But most of them go to the publicly funded system. Um, How are we supposed to accommodate these kids if you do not give us money or buildings to put them in and put teachers in front of them? Um, and, uh, so what the school trustees asked for basically is a commitment from all political parties to fund enrollment growth in the same year that it occurs. So 
There's a headcount done every year, September 30th. They send their numbers to Alberta Education. But in advance of that, when the provincial government is making up its budget, it's school boards send an estimate and say, based on these complicated demographic projections and the birth rate and the immigration rate and whatever, we project we're going to grow by 3,000 students. That's what Edmonton Public says this year. We're going to have 3,000 more students show up next September. Fund us accordingly. And then there's like a post- uh, post count accounting. Oh, you overestimated. Um, we'll give you a bit more money, or or here's some money back. Oh, you underestimated. We'll give you a bit more money. Yeah. So they what uh, what there was a threat of during the last election campaign is that the PC government said, yeah, we're not going to give you that extra money in advance for the kids you expect to show up. Hmm. We're going to fund it after the fact. So you would have to wait a year to catch up. And so Jason Kenney didn't really touch on. Enroll, funding enrollment growth, but he did talk about maintaining or increasing. No, education the answer funding. to this question every time was we will maintain or increase education funding, and that he did not specify whether that meant to school boards. He said he expects school boards to look carefully at their administrative operations and uh, you know trim accordingly. That's a really interesting thing to suggest because. School boards in Alberta are already capped at spending at most 3.6% of their budget on administration. The rest has to go to classrooms. Okay. And they get, you know, in trouble basically with the education ministry. The education ministry if they if they break that rule, their budget mm-hmm. gets rejected. How where are other parties at with the idea of funding enrollment growth? What have they said? The NDP has promised, especially over the last 24 hours ad nauseum, yes, they will fund enrollment growth. That's that was one of their key um, when they're talking about campaigning on their record, that's when one of their key record uh, things they point to is, yes, we funded enrollment growth when the PCs wouldn't. They're saying now, yes, we will continue it. Now, they haven't said we will continue it for all four years of our second mandate. I will ask that question. The Alberta Party says, yes, they will also fund enrollment growth. I have yet to get a really clear answer from the Liberals' David Kahn. He has said that they want to that education funding is not keeping up with inflation and they want to increase the amount of education funding. But then when I asked him on Twitter, would that be tied to the number of students enrolled, which is the question the trustees have, he didn't specify. So we don't know. The NDP hasn't rolled out their education platform yet. No, we have yet to see. And I'm very curious. All right. Well, you know, Janet, thanks for coming in and sitting down and chatting uh, education policy with me. You know, it's something we'll be keeping an eye on uh, during the campaign. Be sure, all you people out there listening, be sure you tune in... uh, Tune in. This is not a radio <laughs> show. Be sure you have your uh, podcasting app, you know, your Apple Podcasts open for uh, the regular Friday panel featuring Emma and Claire and Keith and maybe Janet or maybe somebody else. Depends on what's going on. I'll probably be around next week with an interview with one of the other members of the team covering the election. Uh, so, yeah, join us right here on the Press Gallery. <laughs> <laughs>